Alright, joined here with Steve Sunden, Sunden pregame before the game against the Charland Rebels. Now let's go back to your last game on Sunday. 10-1 victory. What went right for you guys? 10-2. Yeah. Sorry, 10-2. Yeah, 10-2. But uh, no, it, 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 four lines going. Uh, four lines played very well. Uh, we got scoring from everybody. You know, Nick got three. Uh, Luke Mulvihill got three. Uh, you know, uh, we scored. I think uh, Lacey scored a beautiful goal. The tenth was just a beautiful goal. Uh, Three-way passing play. The kids, uh, the kid line played. We call them the kid line, but uh, they they played very very well. Uh, I thought uh, Stratus, Sharpie, and uh, and DV played a solid game. You know, we we just had everybody going. Um, you know, O'Reilly's line scored. Uh, you know, Conley scored a beautiful power play goal. Everything was clicking. It's one of those games where. Uh, we went in there and we needed those two points because uh, Castleman's like right up behind us. So we got to keep winning, and uh, you know we've got a big showdown Monday with them. Now, of course, Parr's going to get the start in net tonight, and of course, your decision to do that—it seems like Cuglietta is going to be in net tomorrow night. Yes. Yeah. I, I, like, like I don't want to have Parzi play all the away games. He's, yeah. you know, it's, it's not fair. And you know, we're playing a team that we should beat, but you know, you got to play it on the ice. I mean. They, the sooner or later they're going to win a hockey game and uh, games like this worry me a little bit because I don't want to get into bad habits and I'm going to talk to the boys about that we have to stick to what we did Sunday and just continue on because we got a big game tomorrow night and we got a big game Monday so a little bit of bad blood with Alexandria going into tomorrow's game or no I don't think so uh, I think that's that was just one incident with uh, Henny got hit in the head and he retaliated and he sure paid for it. I thought seven games was a little extreme, but I, I'm not the I'm not the league officials. Well, speaking of losing Henniger in seven game suspension, you've used Daniel Stratus on forward. Do you feel that you, he will stay up front going forward, or is Sharpley going to move back to defense, or what's the lineup going to look like down the stretch going into the playoffs? No, Daniel will be playing defense. He'll be playing defense, and Sharpley will probably. Uh, He'll stay as number seven uh, defenseman, and he'll play forward, and he may be a healthy scratch now and again. But, you know, it depends. We have a, a lineup. We have, uh, uh, you know, Jack, and, and we'll have Henniger back on next Thursday, and, you know, Jack will be spotted in when he can, when he's not uh, when he's not in school in Toronto. So we're hoping Jack will be in the lineup tomorrow night, but we want to keep him going a little bit before playoffs. Now, despite the way Charlotte has played this season, I guess you can't take them lightly at all tonight? No, and they played us very tough. We haven't blown them out of any hockey game. No. It's been, uh, you know, pretty close hockey games. The last one, I think, was 6-4 uh, or something like that. And, uh, you know, uh, you never, you can never uh, count a team out. You know, sometimes a team with, with a short lineup plays tougher than a team with a full lineup. So we're just going to have to play our game. We have to concentrate on, on our game and play our game. Steve, thanks. Thank you. The plane of your Canadian national anthem inside the Barbara and Scott Arena. Your Golden Knights taking on the Charlene Rebels. We'll take a look at your starting goaltenders to our left for your Ottawa West Golden Knights is Cameron Parr. In 15 games played this season is 12-1-0, has only lost one hockey game, a 3.51 goals against and an 8.84 save percentage to our right in net for the Charland Rebels is Grant Craig, 5'10", 145 pounds in 26 games, is 5-16, 0-0, oh, oh, 4.75 goals against and an 8.88 save percentage. Referees getting set with the linesmen at center ice. 
And out to center comes Charlene off the bad bounce. It's a one on three. Back the other way. Joseph Sampson drives to the net to the point to Sagan. Shot in front. Scores! The Charlene Rebels' first shot of the game is a goal by the defenseman Sagan as he fires it past the glove of Parr with 16.52 to go in this first period. The Rebels take an early 1-0 lead. And we saw this against the Ottawa Canadiens, and again, they allow the first goal of the hockey game. Sagan getting the goal. It was a behind-the-back pass in the zone. It was a one-on-three. No Golden Knights was able to get there as a Joseph Sampson gets a backhander, a spinning pass right across to a Dylan Sagan for the finish. Over the blue line. He battles with Devi in the corner. 25 seconds to go in the... First frame of hockey, Charlene Rebels lead one to nothing. Big hit there at center ice by Randall Watson and DV finishes the check. Brendan Brickwall, DV showing why he has that name. O'Brien to the right side, in front to Turner, that one goes wide. That's in the net. The Golden Knights put yeah. it in the back of the net. It looks like the period would have ended. It says there's zero seconds on the clock, but that, it looks like Turner's going to get the goal. Yeah, that that definitely went in with the, about one second left. That's going to be a goal on this play. Referees are coming to discuss. They just put it in with about one, about 0.5 or one second left. They're going to uh, probably going to put more clock time after, and it's going to be the period. Face off one. Francis scores. Francis on the doorstep puts it through the five hole of Grant Craig and the Golden Knights have taken a two to one lead with 18.08 to go in the second period. This is just a simple play from the Golden Knights. Face off one by Mulvihill is stuck between the dots and then Pete Francis comes out of nowhere. Five hole. That's how I explain the goal. Two to one for the Golden Knights. Face off one to Lacey. He goes on his back end and gives it to Turner into the corner. Back to Lacey at the dot. To the point is Caron, shot on, what a save, Craig, rebound in front, scores! Lacey gets the rebound for the Ottawa West Golden Knights. They now lead 3-1 here in the second period with 14-18 to go over Charland. And this is a shot from the point from, from Jean-Michel Caron. It took a deflection right in front and the stop was made. And a couple of Golden Knights players were onto the wing, up to the net. And then Connor Lacey there pointing in. And then again, it goes five-hole on Grant Craig. And just like that, it is three to one. Left side of the boards and out. It's Caron swinging it around. Conley behind the net to Cook. Cook drives wide, wraparound moves, scores! Nick Dimitrovic! Top corner, Golden Knights lead 4-1 in the second period. And this starts off with a dumping around the boards to Matt Connolly on the right side of the boards and then the pass down low from Adam Cook once again. But once again to Adam Cook and then the centering pass to Metrovic right there near the crease. He's able to fire it home, give him 26 on the season for him. He's been having a breakout year as well, even as a rookie. Out to center, and here comes a race to the puck. Craig has to come out to the dot as Turner was going full speed. 
inside the Rebel zone. It could have been a breakaway for Turner on the shorthanded. Turner to Riley. Shot scores! O'Reilly! Since Connor O'Reilly came onto the scene for the Ottawa West Golden Knights, he's always been able to score shorthanded, and he does it right here. Golden Knights lead five to one. This starts off Justin Turner speeding and speeding his way near the neutral zone. Uh, Grant Craig was forced to play it, and then all of a sudden Charlotte turns it over in the neutral zone. That gives it up to Justin Turner. He finds an open Connor O'Reilly right on the right side and Connor O'Reilly with the backhand able to finish it off. Look at this. Here's another chance into the slot. Shot on in front by O'Brien. That just missed wide. Now Conley battles in the corner. Here's Conley cycling to Cook. Cook to the net. Shot scores! Mobile! Golden Knights get their sixth goal of the game. It's on the power play with 5.23 to go here in the second period. And they entered into the zone into the blue line. And this was when um, yeah, and the whole line change happened in the, in the process as well. Down low, all we just saw was Matt Connell. He just gave it to uh, Adam Cook. He was right down low. He was able to get one shot off. And then he just passes across right over to Luke Mohill. 31 now on the season for him. Here's Kirk Lehman, the PA announcer, with face-off to the right of par, won by the Golden Knights. Here comes Lacey down the left side, Francis. Here's Francis, pass in front, scores! Oh, baby! It's the centering pass right to the stick of Luke Mulville. And the Golden Knights now lead 7-1. Rebels win the draw as they come skating down the ice. Here's Ferland to the net, off the crossbar! Oh, it's a goal! Yeah, went top shelf. And Steve Sundin's not happy. Yeah, just a defensive breakdown on that play. It's just, it's just a rush by the uh, Charlotte Rebels. And the Golden Knights are contesting to the head referee. And two tight goals, Mason. And shots on goal 39 20 in, in this whole game for the Charlotte Rebels. You can count that 21 now. So 39 21. O'Reilly at center. Here's a two on two back the other way. Francis, what a move. Francis, shot, score! Yeah. Score! Peyton Francis, his second of the game. And the Golden Knights lead 8 to 2. He just split the defense near the neutral zone. What can I tell you? He's a speed. He's a speed show out there as well. Even as a rookie as well, he just went through a couple of defense right after that second goal. He's able to get one back. It's 8-2 now for the Golden Knights. Francis wins it in the corner down the ice. Francis in front. Shot scores. It's sharply from Francis. Golden Knights now lead nine to two in the third period with 5.38 to go. And Peyton Francis has been ha definitely having a great night, even on the offensive side too. He has a couple goals already. Now he gets an, uh, an assist as well with uh, the line of uh, O'Reilly and um, Luke Mulvihill as well. And Dylan Sharpley able to get up, able to get that goal. And that's his uh, eighth goal of the season, 9-2 for the Golden Knights. And he's been playing on the second line tonight, Mason. Yeah.
and he's just been terrific. Even from the, from the start of the second period on, they've been terrific. They win the draw in their own zone. Dimitrovic calling for it at the blue line. Conley will swing it around the boards and chase. In the corner, he wins the battle. Conley in front, looking for Cook. Shot, rebound, Dimitrovic. Oh, he scores! What a goal by Nicholas Dimitrovic. He flips it over the pad of the goaltender, Craig. And boy, you gotta have great hand skills for that to be yeah. able to pull it back and put it in. That puck was sitting on the side of the net. He pulls it back behind him and puts it in. Ho, 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 that what just, a goal. That's just an amazing shot by Dimitrovic. And for the second straight game in a row, they score 10 goals <laughs> in a game. I've never seen that before, ever. Joined here with Luke Mulville. I don't know what it is with the last two games. Two 10 to two victories. Which one going right for you guys in the last uh, stretch of games here? You know, just four lines. Four lines banging bodies, uh, banging pucks all night long. And I'm playing with some great line mates too. You know, that makes everything easier. <laughs> what about the success of yourself? Of course, you scored a hat-trick on Sunday. How nice is it to be playing on the first line or, or top six minutes playing on the power play uh, alongside a nice kid like Nick Dimitrovic or even Matt Conley and the rest? You know, it's rewarding. You know, you want to you want to be able to contribute to your team. And uh, when the goals are going in and, the, you know, the points are coming, it uh, feels good for sure. Now I want to ask you, based off what happened, you've been here for a while now. Last season, you were... You know, Bottom six, top six, up and up and down the lineup. Killed some penalties, played on the power play a little bit. What's been the key to your success this year? It seems like, you know, as you got older this season, you, you kind of grew your game. Yeah, well, that's just it, you know. Every 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 new year in this league, you know, you learn a little something. You get a little bigger, a little stronger. It's just it's just a learning curve. First year, you know, you're not, you're not sure what the league's like. You're not sure, you know, exactly exactly what you're doing. Like, you know, you're, you're playing hockey, but it's definitely easier the second year, especially when you get to play with better players. 30 goals, you think you'd ever get that? No, no, not not this year anyways. I just, you know, coming in the year, you're just thinking, do the best you can. You know, goals will come, and uh, it's, it's been great to, to put those in the net this year. Is it kind of tough to know that, uh, you know, you're probably going to be one of the only guys back here next season, at least as a 20-year-old? Yeah, it's, it's weird to think about because, you know, I'm real close with a lot of the guys that are graduating this year, but, uh, I mean, I'm sure we'll be able to pull together a good team again next year and maybe make another run. Now, Monday, uh, let's let's put aside the game against Alexander tomorrow. Monday, Castleman Vikings. It's been brewing for a long time. The last time you faced them, it was a you know it was a big win for you guys. You look at that big goal in overtime by Nicholas Dimitrovic. It's got to be, you know, something that you circled on your calendar for a while. Oh, definitely. It's a huge game for us. I mean, they're they're nipping right at our heels here. A uh, big head-to-head win. You know, distance herself by four points with that. And uh, we don't like each other. It's known. We've had a big rivalry uh, last few years here. And uh, you know, we're look we're looking to take a run at the championship. And and this is the team you have to go through to get that. Luke, thanks a lot. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. Steve, I don't know what it's been in the last stretch of games. Back-to-back, 10-2 victories. What's been going on? Well, I, I wasn't happy with the first period. I thought uh, we came out and, and you know, we were, we were playing that individual game and not our, not our usual, you know, passing, give-and-go game. So I, I kind of let the boys have it at the end of the first period. And then we came out in the second period. We played our, we played our game. And you know you saw the result. I mean, we scored. We were scoring goals at will, and that's because we were moving the puck. And uh, you know, guys were going the net, and we were getting we were getting good chances, and we were burying them. Now you speak about uh, talking to the guys, and after the first period of play, what do you think was the big game changer in the second period when you guys you know opened the floodgates? 
Uh, we just we stuck to the game plan, really. You know, moving the puck. You know, you, I told them when you're in the slot, you got to shoot the puck, and that's what we did. We had a lot of shots in that second period that were in in scoring zones, and we weren't shooting when we were in scoring zones in that first period. Now going into tomorrow's game, what's the game plan going to be against the Alexandria Glens? Of course, you can't take them lightly. They're not going to be looking to take you guys lightly, especially what happened in the last game that you guys faced off each other. Although you guys won, there was a little bit of bad blood at the end of the game. Yeah, it was an unfortunate incident, and it cost one of you know it cost uh, Henniger seven games. So, you know, we weren't happy about it, as I said earlier in the earlier interview, and. Uh, uh, you know, we're just hoping we want to, like, all we're concerned about now is two points. I don't really care about revenge or anything like that. We just want to get two points and stay out of Castleman. Now, I asked uh, Mulvihill this question. What's your mindset going against Castleman Vikings on Monday? Of course, you guys don't like each other. They know that. They don't like you. There's a lot of bad blood. You've coached against this team for a long, cl- for a long time, and they've always been competitive. Now, what are you going to do on Monday to kind of set the tone going into the playoffs? we got to come out and uh, we've got to play our game. We've just got to take it to them. We've, we, we've, uh, we were, we've had great success against them when we put a third guy high and uh, take away the, the neutral zone on them. They, like to, they don't like to dump the puck. They like to carry the puck through the neutral zone and, and enter the zone uh, uh, with passing, and we're going to take that away from them. We've got to play our game, and that, our game is a skating game and uh, getting pucks deep on their D. Um, they, they, I mean, they've won, what, 11 in a row now. They won tonight 5-4. They beat Winchester. So, you know, they, they keep chasing us, but uh, as long as we, we keep winning, it doesn't really matter. Look forward to seeing it. Thanks a lot. Thank you.